and, and that's been the silver lining of the pandemic. It introduced me to all these new people, all these new things that I that I didn't even know I could do. I mean, you know, I was not very tech savvy at all before the pandemic, and now I'm, you know, feeling pretty tech savvy. But you know, it's just propelled me in a, a direction I never knew I had. So I'm so proud of myself. I'm having so much fun, and it's just it's provided me with a whole new direction that I never knew existed. And and I just, I love what I'm doing. I feel like it's really important work when I'm doing and I feel like I'm contributing. So yeah, it's exciting. And I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so, and that way I'm grateful for the pandemic because I never would be here had it not been for the pandemic. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. So I have a question for you today. Have you ever surprised yourself when you faced a challenge and you rose to the occasion in a way that you never would have predicted that you'd be able to? If you can't think of something immediately, that's totally normal, by the way, um, but I seriously want you to put me on pause for a minute and to ask yourself that question. You know, too often I think we gloss over our accomplishments, but if you go back in time to a point when you were facing an uncertain future and you were scared to death about what that future held for you, and then look at what you did to overcome that fear and do what you needed to do to get past the hurdles I think you might start to recognize how resourceful you had to be and how you marshaled those resources to get through that challenge. And I want you to bask in that for a moment because it's very likely that you have yet another hurdle in front of you now. Hello, welcome to life, <laughs> you know? And there's no crystal ball to let you know how it's all going to work out. You might be worried. You might feel frozen in fear and unable to move forward. But if you can really tap into your past success, it can give you the boost you need now to take the next steps necessary to do what you need to do. My guest today is Gail Gould, otherwise known as the CPR and Safety Lady. She's been a professional CPR instructor for over 30 years and trained 10,000 people to save lives. See, now before the pandemic, she was doing it all in person. And then, well, you know what happened. She had to figure out a way forward. I can't wait for you to hear her story. But before we do, I have some news. If you've been listening for a while, you know that in May, I hosted the Midlife Uprising Summit for women who are ready to make waves as they get older. I think that's you, maybe. <laughs> if you missed it, anyway, the recap real quickly is that we had 33 incredible speakers come together to offer strategies and tips and advice 
to help you step into your next chapter with purpose and excitement. And we ended up with over 350 participants, and there was some incredible community building during the event. I realized how much is possible when we collaborate and work together. So I've decided to finally offer you guys a space to explore your next chapter in community with a bunch of other like-minded women. I'm officially launching the Midlife Uprising community, and you are so invited to join in the fun. We will be having monthly meetups via Zoom with activities and topical conversation and a chance to network. And if you can't make it to the Zoom meetings, you can always watch the replays. And there will be a dedicated online space where we can connect, get to know each other, and figure out our next adventure. You can get more information and join in the fun at midlifeuprising.com. I would love to see you there. Okie dokie. So, without further ado, here's Gail Gould. Let's go. Hey, Gail. Thank you so much for being with me today. Yvonne, I'm so excited to be here to talk to you. So excited. We have a lot to talk about. And I'm, I'm just saying a sh- little shout out to Nino Bear right now for connecting you and me and seeing that you'd, you'd be spot on to talk to me. Thank you. Well, let's talk about what you do, Gail. It's so cool. Like you, you're in the middle of a, of a reinvention right now, right? Yes, right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you mind um, telling people how old you are? Are you, are not, you, do you keep that all. on the down low or are you shout no, it no. out? I, I don't mind at all. Um, on Saturday in 48 hours, I will be 67 years old. No. And when so I say that, I'm birthday. just like, thank you. Thank you. And um, so, yeah, and I, I, I'm not, I've kind of cleared the day. Um, but um, normally I'm really excited. My, my birthday, I've always felt like should have been a national holiday. I'm one of those people when I was a little kid, just my, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. And I just get excited because people email and call and text and Facebook and, but, but, you know, 67, that's, that's getting up there. But you know what, um, Yvonne, I'm, I'm so grateful to be alive, to have a family, to have a career, to be healthy, to love what I'm doing. And, um, but I'll tell you what, I, I work hard. I work really, really hard at taking care of my, not only my physical body, but also my mental and emotional state as well. I really do work at it and um, it's important to me. So yeah, um, 67 on Saturday and my husband's like, don't tell people how old you are, they won't know. I said, I'm proud of it. I love telling people my age because they, they'll go, oh, well, you don't look or seem like you're that old. Well, you know, it's just, but you, you really, you know, and I'll tell you what, the 50s decade was very different than the 60s. There's just, you know, each decade is, is different. And, um, but getting back to who I am and what I do, and um, I have been a professional CPR instructor for over 30 years. Um, I've trained 10,000 people to save lives. My mission is to CPR train as many people as possible because you never know when you might need to use it. And I had mainly, you know, built up a pretty lucrative business doing in-person CPR training in my hometown of Houston, Texas. And then the pandemic happened. (laughs) And obviously CPR training was not everyone's 
most favorite thing to do when the pandemic, when COVID-19 came around. So um, I had to kind of pivot and uh, move into more Zoom training, Zoom CPR training. And when I first started, I was a little nervous in you know April of 2020 doing Zoom CPR training, but I had clients who had to have CPR in order to work um, and continue working. So we tried it and it was very well received. I was like, wow, this is working. And then American Heart Association, one of the groups that I provide courses for, authorized virtual training. I was like, well, okay, they're authorized and I can do it. And so now Zoom training is just a whole new different part of my repertoire. So it was one of the silver linings of the pandemic. And then um, the way that I ended up on Clubhouse and Instagram was um, in January of 2020, I think we've talked about this, Yvonne, right before the pandemic, I met a loving mom who doesn't live far from me who lost her infant to choking. And I might a client tell me about her and ask if I could speak with her. And she and I spoke on the phone and here I'm on the phone with this total stranger and we're both crying. And she's telling me what happened with her baby. So she was feeding her eight month old. Her eight month old started choking. The mom panicked, did not know what to do, ran to the neighbor's house. And by the time she got back home, her baby had died. I know. So I'm on the phone with this total stranger. We're both mm. crying. And, and so she, you know, we were on the phone for about an hour. And then we sort of became Facebook friends and we stayed in contact. And then the pandemic happened and I needed something creative to do. So um, she inspired me to create my digital course, which is called how to help your choking child. So it's a digital course. It's a mini course that empowers people with the knowledge, empowers parents, grandparents, teachers, and caregivers with the knowledge to know exactly what to do if their child is choking. And people think, well, this will never happen to my child. It happens more often than you think. Mm -hmm. In fact, main cause of unintentional death of infants under the age of one is obstructed airway, meaning choking. I just was training staff at a very large country club here in Houston on Monday night, and they told me about a staff member whose grandchild died from choking. So unfortunately, it does it happen. Awful. Just awfulness. Just awful, awful, awful. But you know, it is a preventable emergency in most cases. It's something you can prevent from happening. So meanwhile, this happened, you know, I, I decided I'm gonna create a digital course because I had all this extra time on my hands and and um, I created this digital course. I hired people to help me get them up and running online and I'm so proud of it. Um, you know, it was a labor of love and it is a course that empowers people with knowledge what to do if their child is choking. So I got on Clubhouse and Instagram to market this course. And as you well know, Yvonne on Clubhouse, you meet lots and lots of people. I've met so many wonderful people on Clubhouse. Oh, I've met it's some incredible. not so wonderful people too, but I've mainly met really, really nice people. And, you know, mm -hmm. I had no idea how to present myself on Instagram. And um, I'm so proud of what I'm doing on Instagram. And I love being on Instagram. It's so much fun because I love being on video. I love creating content. I love doing reels. I love doing Instagram lives. I love doing IG lives. I was looking through your Instagram videos and I was like, you just, it's really neat. Like, and one of my questions to you before we started recording was, you know, do, are you uncomfortable on camera? Cause I have had to learn how to be comfortable on camera and doing reels. And for me, it is, even though I'm a performer, I'm, I'm a theater performer, I, right. completely different. And 
it so is. uncomfortable. And, you know, when I'm doing theater, there's, it's a role, there's a role, there's a story, there's rehearsals, there's other actors, there's sets and costumes and all this support stuff. And when I go on camera, just me, it's like fear feels, it feels like I'm standing on stage naked. Um, so my, <laughs> my question to you was like, do you like doing it? And you're like, oh, I love it. I, and it's so amazing. So you are just like, the pandemic like launched you into this yes. new state of being really. Right. That's, that's, exa in that's your exactly 60s. right. I just want people to hear that in your sixties. Right. That's exactly right. I, I had no idea the pandemic was going to do this. And just like, like everybody else, Yvonne, when the pandemic first started, you know, I had fear, I had anxiety. Oh, right? um, I was so worried. My, my income just went way, way, way down. I wasn't feeling productive and I was trying to find ways to figure out how to feel productive. You know, my teenage son was home doing online school. It was just, you know, like everybody else, but the way it, the way it all transpired and worked out is just, just been amazing. And I found this whole new sort of sort of path, just like I reinvented myself at age 49 when I became a new mom. Now I feel like I'm kind of reinventing myself now. And it's exciting. It's, it it's exciting, very, very, right? it's very exciting. So do, me, so do you feel the fear as, as much as you feel the excitement or are you just excited? Like how does, where does that land between fear and excitement for you? You know, they say it's the same thing. Um, it depends on the day. It yeah. depends on the day, but yeah. today I'm feeling a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement. Um, and uh, yeah, every day is different, but I just, you know, I feel like I'm building something. I feel like I'm creating something. I feel like I'm doing really important work. I feel like I'm, I'm contributing to the world. And um, that's really, really important to me. And, you know, I just, I never... I, if you'd said to me three years ago, oh, well, you'll be on Clubhouse and Instagram, you'll be doing videos. I've gone, what? Real? But I'm loving it. And so it just kind of happened organically and naturally. And, um, you know, um, when I was younger, my mom, who's no longer with us, would say, she said, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to cure cancer. I knew I wasn't going to do anything wonderful. She said, but what I thought I could do is just raise two really nice, good people that contribute to the world. And that's my contribution to the world is mm. to, to raise people that could do good things in the world. And I, I, it's weird. I, I, I just, I feel like I'm doing something really important. I mean, when I have people that email me or call me after a training, like, oh my God, that thing you taught me to do save my child's life. Or I was able to give my dad CPR and keep him alive till EMS arrived. You know, just, it just, oh God, it makes me feel so good. And then when people write, you know, testimonials after they've taken my training, like, you know, thank you so much. I've never understood CPR before until I took it from you. So yeah, it, um, you know, and oh my, I mean, Yvonne, I have so many stories. I have so many stories. I need to write all these stories down. What people have shared with me, stories where, you know, they've, they've had to give CPR to strangers or they had to give CPR to their, their child or their husband. And um, yeah, I wish I'd written them all down because I probably have about 500 stories. And um, uh, one of the stories is popping into my brain right now. I had a man call me about four or five years ago. And he's the CEO of a large company out in the woodlands, which is a very large, very large suburb of Houston. And he was kind of hemming and hawing and 
And um, well, I'd like to train my employees in CPRs. And finally, usually there's a reason behind it. And he said to me, well, I was at Houston Intercontinental Airport and I heard someone yelling, help me, help me. And it was a young guy, his wife had gone into cardiac arrest in the airport and he needed an AD. So this man ran, he got the AED, the automatic external defibrillator. They ran back to his wife. They used it on her, saved her life. And um, they called him the next day and said, thank you very much. You helped save my wife's, my, my wife's life. And so uh, he felt like it was important that all of his employees knew how to perform CPR. And he purchased an AED for me to have for his, his office. So, wow. you know, stories, you know, just. It really does another... come down to it. Isn't it funny how that, that kind of an experience so often, it's either somebody, a loss that somebody experiences or a near near loss, you know, something that really shakes them up. And then that can, that becomes an impetus impetus, to to do something, to do something about it and spread that out. It's so great that you're doing that work. And, you know, I was thinking back to like, when you first started talking and and you mentioned um, being grateful for your health and for your family. And I want to go back to something that you just mentioned a moment ago, which was that, you know, being a mom and starting late. And I know that you have a whole story there too. I mean, that this is a reinvention for you, but you, you did, I mean, you, you've done this a couple, this is a couple of times now, right? <laughs> if you don't mind, yeah, tell I, me a little bit about the story about becoming a mom and, and how that worked out for absolutely. you. Absolutely. I, I love telling this story, Yvonne. Thank you for asking. Um, I got married at 36 started trying to get pregnant around age 39, maybe 39 and 40. It wasn't happening for me because um, in the 1950s, when I was born, my mother took a drug called DES. And that drug has complicated pregnancy for a lot of people in my age range. And um, so um, I, uh, I was told if you do have a baby, you probably will probably won't be able to carry it to term. It just, it just got so complicated mm-hmm. and difficult. So my husband and I just said, you know what, let's just forget it. So then I, I'm kind of a chronic obituary reader. I, I love reading obituaries because I love to see what people have done with their lives. And I started getting really sad because I read these obits when people never had children. I thought that's sad. They never had children. I said, I don't want to go through life without a child. So that's when we started the adoption process. So we started about age 41 and it took us eight years to adopt wow. a long, long journey. And long. Yvonne, I can read, it is a long journey. I can read back. I, I've been a journaler my whole life and I can read back in my journal. Oh God, I'm going to cry. And I read things like to say to myself, this is never going to happen. I give up. It's too hard. Cause we had a couple of near misses and um, finally, at um, I was 48 and a half, finally, we signed up with a lawyer from Los Angeles. Three months later, he called me because I, I have a baby for you or a mom for you. And mm. it happened so fast. And the funny thing is that I'll never forget before we got the call. And I, I, you know, I was so nervous. I felt like I was getting ready to jump off a cliff as we were flying to Los Angeles to pick up my son. I thought this is the scariest thing I've ever done. And the second I saw him, the second I saw him as a baby and I held him, every bit of fear dissipated. 
every, I just, it was just, it was the most miraculous feeling. Oh God, I'm I'm verklempt here. Um, It was such a miraculous feeling. And, and it's been the, my son is 18. It's been the best 18 years of my life. And I know my husband agrees too. the very best hand down, hands down 18 years of my life. I mean, it's been up and down and like a roller coaster, but it's just, he's just, we're so grateful for him. He's just so loving so kind, so fun, so funny, so smart. Um, it's just, it's just been a wonderful journey. And uh, so, yeah, I reinvented myself at age 49 and people thought we were crazy or doing what at age 49, you've got, you know, I mean, I, I, I threw myself into his preschool and his grade school and I was teaching CPR at his grade school. When he was in middle school, I taught CPR every week to the, to the middle school students. It was so much fun. I loved it. I've just loved, I was, a th- and yeah, I'm a theater mom. Um, I was involved in all of his theater productions in middle school. And now that he's in brick and mortar school in high school, last week, he was in SpongeBob. So I, you know, I went to all three performances, <laughs> you know, and uh, SpongeBob was long, but it was, you know, it was, it was so much fun. So yeah, I reinvented myself at age 49. And so now I feel like I'm kind of reinventing myself again because he's getting ready to go off to college in the fall. And as you know, Yvonne, it, yeah, oh, well, at least you're still going to have one at home. I'm just going to have my dog right. and my husband. Right. Oh, and, but it's going to uh, come fast. I mean, I'm, 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 yes. I think about it. My, my youngest is 14. So I'm five years away from, from not having any kids. At home. I mean, I started late too. Uh, I was blessed and able to have kids. Um, you know, I, I think about it and I'm, but I, I started late. It could have been a different story. You know, I was 35 when I had my first. Right. Um, and I always say it's the the best and hardest thing I've ever done as yes, to, is being a mom. I mean, it is just, it changed me in essential seismic ways. It changed who I am and, and how I move through the world. You know, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you were able to do that. And I have to tell you, by the way, I am adopted and I remember you shared that it, with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I, I'm thankful every day that, that, you know, that my parents adopted me. So, you know, Yvonne, um, speaking of college, um, I don't think, I know he won't mind me sharing this, but as you know, you, you have to write essays to get into college. Oh yeah. We're and, in the middle of it. <laughs> right. And, uh, so my son, one of the prompts in one of his essays Yvonne was the prompt was who's been most influential in your life. And he wrote about his birth mom, how she was the most, had such a major impact on his life that she had the knowledge to know she could not take care of him and how grateful he was for that. Because he just talked about what a wonderful life he's had with my husband and all the, all the amazing things he's, he's been able to do that he knows he would not been able to do. So he was grateful to her that she had the knowledge, you know, she could not take care of him. So of course I weeped, I cried when I read it. And um, I I just, it was just, I just couldn't believe it that what a wonderful essay he wrote. I just, uh, it's just, I don't know. You know, I know what I was going to tell you. My son has been my best teacher. He has been the best teacher ever for me. I mean, there were things, he said something so profound to me the other evening. I was like, oh my, that is, thank you. Thank you for, I mean, he's just been my best teacher. And, and um, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so, so grateful. Um, and, and, and so it's just, 
you know, has it been hard? Absolutely, positively. But I, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be easy. You know, not, yeah. nothing. My mom would tell me nothing good comes easy, and it's certainly not easy. But you know, as you well know, having kids is like being on a roller coaster, right? Oh, girl. And uh, <laughs> and so, um, but yep. It's mostly, it's mostly been good. But I'm definitely pre-grieving him leaving in the fall, and I feel like. I feel like the work I'm doing now is going to set me up, set me up for him when, when he's gone. That Boy, you're heading right where like I wanted to ask you, because I, 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 I do think that there's, um, I'm hopeful for you uh, about that, because Thank there's you. something about being able to step into your own power now, and, and so great that you've found this path before he's left. Because oh, I think it would be so much harder afterwards in a way when it's almost like, you know, I don't know, like to, to be able to, to know that you are going to have something to focus on when, when he goes, uh, I think we'll probably well, that's, easier way. That's absolutely I'm guessing. Right. And, and that's been the silver lining of the pandemic. It introduced me to all these new people, all these new things that I, that I didn't even know I could do. I mean, um, you know, I was not very tech savvy at all before the pandemic and now I'm, you know, feeling pretty tech savvy, but, um, you know, it just, it's just propelled me in a, a direction I never knew I had. So I'm so proud of myself. I'm having so much fun and it's just, it's provided me with a whole new direction that I never knew existed. And, and I just, I love what I'm doing. I feel like it's really important work when I'm doing and um, I feel like I'm contributing. So yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. And I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so, and, and that way I'm grateful for the pandemic because I never would be here had it not been for the pandemic. Girl, <laughs> I, I totally like that. The pandemic, I had my podcast on my brain for two years before the pandemic thinking, oh, I'd really love to do that. But I was stopped by, not knowing the tech, not knowing how to, how to produce a podcast um, and being overwhelmed at the thought of having to learn it. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the money to pay somebody to do it for me and, or walk me through it. Um, and the pandemic shut down my photography business for three months where I couldn't do anything. And I was like, this is my chance. And I had already decided, right. no, I'm definitely going to do this. And I had started, but I was researching and I didn't, I still didn't, you know, the time was definitely a, a factor of like, I can't get this done fast enough. And then I had three months where I could just go, okay, nine to five, I'm digging in. I, I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to do this had I been in my thirties, if the pandemic happened at that point, but I'm to the point in life Interesting. now Tell I, me more about that because I was I was literally going to ask you like how do you feel stepping into this now I'm wondering like you're on this reinvention path right now through through taking your business online which which is because of the pandemic but what have you learned about yourself what what do you think is possible now that you're doing it at your age right now instead of maybe you know how sometimes you look and you think Oh, I wish I'd done this way back when. Oh yeah. You know, it's, I, I've always um, wanted to make a difference. I always felt like 
that I had something to give and I wanted to make a difference. And I wasn't quite certain what that was. Um, I have a graduate degree in exercise science, health promotion. When I finished with that in 1989, I guess I had just gotten married. I wanted to go out and help people learn how to exercise effectively or lose weight or stop smoking or, you know, and um, I just wanted to help people. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of, th th that was kind of my trajectory at that point. But as I've gotten older um, and more mature, um, it's just, it's, it's, uh, and I, I was CPR training back then, that's true, but I don't know, I've just been able to sort of niche down um, as I've gotten older to, to do it, just find it exactly specifically what I wanted to do. Cause I was doing all these different kind of health promotion things back then. I've been a group exercise instructor. I've been a personal trainer to some very high profile clients. And, um, that was a lot of fun, but I just, as I got older, I just, you just, I've just been niching down, niching down, niching down. And, and now I've sort of niched down to exactly what I want to do. And I feel like, what I'm doing is important. And, um, and, and so instead of, you know, I was trying on all these different hats back then. So yeah, it sounds I, like I you've been digging, you know, they talk about the layers of an onion and you like, you peel and you peel and you peel. And yeah, it's, not, right. it's like, you know, digging. I think there's this opportunity as we get older to really uncover maybe what's been there all along, you know, and, and kind of yes. get in and, and, and explore what we want. Um, and there's some freedom that comes from having our kids be older. Um, if you're a parent, oh, absolutely. You know, a absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just, you know, I, um, I journal, I meditate every day, 17 minutes in the morning, 17 minutes in the evening. And I started meditating because I had insomnia about three and a half years ago, and I didn't want to take sleeping pills. So um, I had tried meditation before, but I found this specific type of meditation where thoughts are not the enemy. You can have thoughts while you're meditating. That really relieved me of feeling like I was a failure while I was meditating. So, right, and then yeah. I started, and so then I started journaling 20 minutes a day. Man, it's hard. It is hard. But I cannot tell you, Yvonne, how much I've learned about myself from journaling. Cause you just, you just write it all down there. It's, it's like, I'm like a five-year-old just writing, writing, writing. It has been so therapeutic and I've just, I've learned so much from it. Um, and, uh, you know, almost kind of healing my inner child. And, uh, so I've journaled most of my life. I've journaled on and off for years and, um, but I'm doing it in a different way now. Cause then I would just sort of chronicle what was going on. And when I was 17 and 18, I'd say, Oh, so-and-so was really mean to me. And I went on a date with so-and-so, you know, as I got older, it was more just chronicling the day. Now, you know, I talk about, you know, what I was angry about when I was little and why, you know, what I was raging about and who did me wrong and who left me out. And it's been really, really therapeutic. So, you know, the, the more you, like you said, the more you peel the layers back, the more you can figure out exactly who you are and what you want and where you want to go. And, and, um, you know, it depends on the day, how I feel, but as we spoke at the beginning today, I'm feeling really, really, really energetic and really good and really positive. And, you know, I'm excited to speak with you. And, um, so yeah, it's just, I think that, um, you know, 
I think that the way I envision, if you'd asked me in my 20s, what are you going to be like in your 60s? You know, I would have thought, well, I've had like sort of gray hair and wouldn't be exercising and wouldn't have a career. I just thought I'd be just sitting around doing not much. I wasn't quite certain. I had no clue that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, which is kind of reinventing myself, starting ever being excited. And uh, so it is, it is an exciting time for me. It, re it really is. As strange as that sounds, um, uh, you know, uh, but definitely, you know, my fifties was just an amazing decade for me because my son, I, my son was adopted when I was 49 and it was so much fun. And I was kind of dreading the 60. I can't say 60 was my best birthday ever, but, um, I think I had a party on my 60s. So I'd, I'd be happy. I can't remember, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm over halfway done with the 60s and, and so far it, it's, 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 it's going pretty well. I'm just, I'm excited that I have something to look, for. I have something to look forward to. Yeah. That's what it is. I definitely have something that's to key. look forward to. I think that is so important. It's, to, it's, it's like they say that, you know, ex the, the, experiences the the benefit of experience over let's say buying a thing you you've got the experience let's say of a vacation or an event right and part of the the bonus of it is the planning the oh the, right the absolutely right of yes. going into it and making and then the looking back on it too right the the that you don't get from say buying you know, a really a great outfit or a purse or whatever, you know, it's a one, that's a one-off and, and you've got yeah, it and then it's, it's old and it wears off quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. But with, so I think that, I mean, my, my point of view is that I think the key to the fountain of youth is, is being excited about something is having something to look forward to yes. is having purpose and having, um, yeah, just having purpose and excitement and something that is driving you. I think that is where the juice is. Absolutely. A absolutely. I, I love planning and I couldn't agree with you more. Back when, when I was little, my dad would say to me, make certain you find something you love to do because you're going to have to work. Just find something you love to do. And you know what, Yvonne, it's taking me a long time, <laughs> taking me a long time, but I love what I'm doing. I love it. I love, I'm just, I'm having so much fun. I'm enjoying it. I have something to look forward to. And even though I am definitely pre-grieving my son leaving for college, um, I feel like that I'm still going to have something to look forward to once he's, once he's gone. You're a total inspiration. I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, my forties were, were a tough decade for me um, trying to figure out what I was doing, even though I had found photography at 40 and the photography literally saved me. Um, but yeah, the, there was a self-talk thing happening in my forties there that wasn't healthy. There was, you know, I was telling myself right. I was old. I was, I was, and that's really what it was. It was that I was telling myself it was too late to do something that, that, that meant something to me, you know, I had such a limited point of view of what was possible. And 
that shifted through doing meditation and yoga and exercise every day and, and taking care of myself started yes. to help me shift that, that picture and that story that, you know, that we've been fed. We've been fed the story that, that, Oh my God. Absolutely. Right? I, I, I could not agree more. And you know what? The forties were a really difficult decade for me too, Lynn, because that's when we were going through the adoption process mm. and, and, you know, my friends were having babies in their late thirties, like you in their thirties. And, um, you know, they were having baby showers and I, I would go and I'd cry. My husband was like, if you're going to come home and cry, don't go. Mm. And, and even in my forties, you know, my friends were, were, you know, doing things with their kids. And, oh, and one of my friends was kind enough to make me godmother for her third daughter, but it just, you know, and I would, I remember one time I took her daughter to the zoo, we're at the zoo and she looks up at me and she says, don't, don't you wish I was yours? And oh. I, I know, I, oh, I know, I, I've, oh. I'll never forget that. And I looked there, I was like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> you know, I told her mother that she said, oh, I can't believe she said that to you. But yeah, the forties, I think the forties are difficult for a lot of women because you're going through perimenopause, right? Mm-hmm. Perimenopause, menopause. And um, so I think the forties were, it was a really hard really hard decade for me, but man, the fifties were just, I loved my fifties, loved it. And, and I went into the sixties thinking, oh boy, this is really, but now, you know, at 67, I'm going, maybe it's, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe it's not so bad, you know? And, and so it, it truly, this has truly been the silver lining of the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, and so, uh, yeah, but it, you know, for women, we've, we've been fed the story that, and you know, even looking at my mom, you know, you think, oh, in your 60s, yeah, everything's just downhill, but it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It definitely, I was thinking it doesn't about what you said be. about your mom and that she just wanted to raise two kids to do something important that, that she, that what she felt like was her mission was raising the two of you. And I mean, that is important. That's, you know, oh, it's so and important. clearly that's what that 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 oh. carried you through your fifties, right? That was, I mean, not everybody needs to have kids to feel fulfilled, and you know, so so there's that. But you clearly did. You that was something that had oh. you not been able to experience that, that was going to be a missing thing for you. And you know, I just think it's so interesting that it just depends on who you are what's important, what is, what is making the contribution to the world? And, and I'm so, I'm so happy for you that you got the oh, I mean, to do I'm, that. I'm weepy. I'm weepy. <laughs> You're going to make me cry here. You've already but made me cry, lady. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just, this just been such a wonderful conversation, Yvonne, but yeah, I, I just, you know what? Um, I said this, I don't know if you know Monica Van Landingham on Clubhouse. She's in that same I know of her, but I don't know her. Yeah, I hear great things about her. Love her. And I said this to her, and she reminded me, she said, Gail, you told me you were tenacious. And I am that, you know, I was never as smart as my older brother. I was never as popular. I wasn't as good looking, but boy, I am tenacious. And I've told people I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this up and running, make this work for me on Instagram. Oh my gosh. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. This has gone by so oh. fast. And so people can find you at CPR safety lady, right? 
the, the CPR and Safety Lady, and they can find my digital course, How to Help Your Choking Child at the CPR and Safety Lady. And um, by February, I will have a digital CPR course. Oh my gosh, you're unstoppable. I love it. I love it. I will make sure to touch base with you again as it gets closer and, and make sure that we have links that people can go to so that they can find what's currently happening yes. and make sure to connect with you through the show notes and everything else. Oh my gosh. Thank you again. Thank you, Yvonne. Well, there you have it. There are a few things I picked up on when talking to Gail that really stood out to me. First of all, she's got this positive attitude and tenacity, as she says. I believe that's what enabled her to pivot so quickly during the pandemic and start offering her safety courses online despite not being tech savvy. Do you ever stop yourself because you're not tech savvy? I'm raising my hand right now because I totally have, you know? And did you notice how many times she mentioned feeling grateful? When looking back on the pandemic, she said that she was grateful for how it propelled her in a new direction. She found those new tech skills and made herself get up on Instagram. And in taking her business online, she's ended up meeting amazing people and she's very rightly feeling proud of herself and excited. That's what I wish for you and everyone, frankly. It's exciting to step into new challenges. That's where all the good juice is, my friend. So speaking of that, before we go, I want to remind you to check out our new membership community at midlifeuprising.com. Join up and surround yourself with a bunch of other women who will be there to cheer you on as you step into your next challenge. You can always email me with any questions at latebloomerliving at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear from you. So that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon. <laughs>